Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the cool stuff Jimmy Gets from Mexico podcast. I am Jimmy. I go down to Mexico. I get cool stuff. Uh, first off, thank you, everybody, for uh, checking in on me post-accidente. Um, calls, texts, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, as I was a plumbing fool, I uh, thanks for all the support, everybody. On your understanding and and taking my time to not only recover but uh, uh, taking my sweet old sweet old to accommodate my uh, little bit of inabilities physically to get everything done. But um, that part is done for the most part. Those of you following the podcast, uh, thank you. Those of you who are new, like I said, I'm Jimmy. I go to Mexico. I get cool stuff. I bring it back. Picture basically QVC on location. With Mexican artisans, the shopkeepers they work with, I get stuff uh, that's larger and more fragile. Um, uh, so, hey, update, uh, Minimus Prime. Uh, we are working out a little bit of kinks uh, on uh, the engine swap. If you saw in the group, um, that uh, project is done, thank God. Uh, we put everything in, plugged everything in, drive it, drive it. Oh, got to tweak this, got to tweak that. This we should probably replace. I like it. She's she's driving uh, dandy. <clears throat> if you caught that, I've decided she is a girl. I was uh, on the fence. I'm like, are we gonna do Minimus Prime? Is he a, is, is Minimus Prime a boy or a girl? But she's a girl. Uh, she took a beating in the little car accident we had. Um, thank you very much to my network, uh, my body shop people, W Jodaro, gracias, uh, my auto shop people. Uh, that's Jonathan Silva. That's Rafa Romo. Uh, thank you guys. Got me uh, up and running. Um, and we're ready to go. And yes, I am still going. Um, some of you may have heard, uh, it was a brief uh, news cycle, uh, the tragic, uh, very tragic and sad events in Matamoros, Mexico. Uh, other side, I want to say Brownsville. That's the other side of Brownsville, down in the valley, Texas Valley. Um, Matamoros, Tamaulipas. Um, for those of you who don't know what I'm speaking of, um, four American uh, tourists uh, from North Carolina uh, went down yonder. Um, I was following it on both sides, and everybody pretty much reports the same thing: the Mexican side and the U.S. side. <clears throat> uh, I will say the Mexican side paints a, a rosier picture uh, as far as putting a bow on it. Then um, I can understand because Mexican readers want uh, want uh, closure and clarity. Um, on the American side, there's a little less of that. But uh, four friends went uh, to Mexico. From what I understand, it was for a, a tummy tuck procedure for a young lady. Um, took three friends. Um, two of them uh, were killed. Uh, all four of them were then uh, kidnapped. Uh, two of them were killed, two didn't survive, one was shot in the leg, and the young lady, she uh, came back relatively unscathed. Um, details are, are, are coming in. Um, unfortunately, it's it's kind of run its, if uh, those of you folks may be following, it's kind of run its course in the uh, news cycle. So uh, kind of the facts that are out there are the facts that are out there. I'm sure some some more might be, uh, might be uh, coming out, you know, soon. Or not, but uh, I, I follow these these type of uh, instances. And uh, first of all, I mean, condolences to the family as always. That's just a horrible thing. 
Um, one thing I will say is there's a, and I, of course I always want to be delicate. I never want to uh, critique or armchair quarterback anybody um, and their movements. Um, one thing I will say is, as I mentioned before, I'm, I'm usually careful about uh, reporting on these type of things, speaking on these kind of things. Number one, uh, it's not really the um, image of Mexico I, I want to I want to put forward. And number two, just frankly stated, uh, cartels don't want you talking about them. But uh, what I will say uh, about the 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 facts of which I've become aware on this instance. I will definitely I can definitely speak about what I what I do different. I talked to a friend. Um he asked, you know, he tagged me in some uh some information on that particular situation and I I mentioned um I'm yeah, I'm, I'm still going and folks, I am still going. Now mind you, we uh had some setbacks as far as accommodating this uh, little car accident I was in. Um those of you new to the pod, yeah, I I had a a little car accident. I messed up my back some. We're we're working on all that, but uh, uh, the mail must go through. So I am heading down. My target date was the third, uh, fourth, or fifth, which got pushed back to the fifteenth, uh, which will probably get pushed back. But uh, I'm on no particular deadline except for I'd like to be home by May eighth, which is my youngest's birthday. Uh, so I do want to make it in time for May. Uh, I can actually, the, I'm, I'm trying to program the trip to be gone 30 days. No matter what, uh, 30 days, I'm going to uh, head back home. So whatever we have sold, whatever we don't, whatever we have room in the trailer does not matter. I will be heading back 30 days after my departure or arrival, I should say. That's the trip. Um, so I'm really optimistic this time. Um, as far as the logistics aspect, um, for those of you following, my, my buddy referred to it as the saga. My buddy uh, at the auto shop doing the uh, motor swap. He's like, hey, man, I'm glad to be part of the saga. It's been a long, a long road. It's uh, been roughly about two years in the making uh, as far as getting all the logistic aspects, the physical moving. Uh, I initially started receiving uh, shipments in boxes. Uh, things were broken, things were dirty, boxes were torn open, uh, things were missing, um, and it I was not able to get larger, fragiler stuff because the shipping costs were just exorbitant, just ridiculously, and they've only gotten higher. So uh, it was about, uh, I'd say about a year and a half ago, I was like, you know, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to bring this stuff back myself. Um, if anything that this, uh, this unfortunate situation with the four American tourists from North Carolina. Um, if anything, this this particular situation brings to light is the first and foremost, the primary thing I did not want to constantly report on, which is the dangerous aspect of what I do. Um, I uh, realized that, I guess, after my first trip, I had the whole family. Um, we were there. I was working things out. Uh, we did our first uh, live sales and packaging and, you know, everything brought it back, uh, working out just the kinks. And uh, I had a a, uh, a group member, um, a little upset, the the term that she used was, 
you know, this is taking a long time. Uh, uh, you could have told us you were you just decided to stay on another month. I'm like, stay on. I'm like, st- this wasn't a vacation. But then I thought, I'm like, you know, I w- it was just to highlight reels on the Facebook. I didn't want to share the difficulties, the problems, the procurement issues, uh, the dangerous, uh, the danger we were dodging um, along the trip, which was a lot. Um, and it was shortly after that I said, you know, I think I'm going to carefully, respectfully uh, go about sharing a little more of what it is I go through, thus the the podcast. And so if I think one thing that this issue uh, recently has has addressed is, yeah, this pointing out just the dangers. Of course, with every issue that happens, there's always, you know, a copious amount of, of news coverage of different angles and analysis and people discussing and talking about what's going on, why uh, we hear from all kinds of people monitoring situations from government entities like the CIA, the FBI, they they touch on what it is they're watching. And a lot of times that's news to your average American news consumer. They're like, oh, wow, I, I didn't know that. Um, as I've always mentioned, uh, just due to my time in Mexico, my time as a student, uh, my time as a college student thereafter, um, and just the visits I've made. And unfortunately, the the frog in the frying pan in the in the boiling water uh, going constantly back and forth just as the temperatures slowly rose, slowly rose um, to a boil where it's at now. I During that time, I kind of moved, you know, went along with the, was it, rolled with the punches like all of my Mexican classmates and friends. Um, as things presented, they say, okay, we're altering our behavior for this. As things progress, we're altering our behavior for that. And then, you know, fast forward 20 years of that, 25 years of that, I'm where I'm at now, which I say I kind of forest gumped my way, you know, to obtain the knowledge which I, I have now, uh, which allows me to do what I do safely. Now, mind you, by no means do I consider myself immune to anything dangerous. I don't believe myself to be uh, uh, bulletproof in any uh, uh, sense as far as, oh, I, you can't catch me, I'm a gingerbread man type thing. Um, there are there are issues of which I'm aware, and there are steps that I take to ensure my safety. I've talked about them a couple times on a couple different podcasts. Um, as far as the rules of the road, um, how you travel, how you don't, um, what I wanted to speak about in today's pod is a couple of things as I follow this particular, uh, tragedy, um, um, a couple of things that I, I, I do, I do different. And had I have had the opportunity to speak with these individuals prior, um, I definitely, um, would have informed them of these issues. Number one, first and foremost, never Matamoros. That is one of the hottest, if not the hottest, spot for uh, uh, cartel and gang activity in Mexico at the moment. The uh, it's been the 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 east coast of 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 Mexico, uh, the west coast of Mexico, the coastal um, uh, organizations that uh, operate in those regions. Uh, all the Texas Valley, those crossing points, they're they're hot. But of them all, Matamoros, 
And I'm not saying nothing new. I'm not worried about, you know, saying something I shouldn't. I mean, the U.S. State Department says, look, level four, do not go there. Uh, that town, above all else, just the way it's 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 designed, the way it's situated, um, it's just unfortunately a hotbed. Um, as a result of that, businesses, and I'm not just speaking of artisanal businesses, you know, artists, artisans, the people I deal with, everybody is suffering, and that's what happens when these these issues kind of get out of hand. As they are now, there's internal conflicts, power vacuums. When when um, heads of organizations, you know, get out of circulation, there's there's internal strife, conflicts, all kinds of stuff. Um, number one, so that'd be you know, don't don't go there. Uh, as the businesses suffer, of course, they they do what they can to entice new business. One of them being, hey. Uh, basement bottom prices for things such as, you name it, and cosmetic surgery. So through the magic of the internet, people can, you know, look, come get, you know, we could do these procedures on the lows, um, which can entice, as I understand, I mean, they, they refer to it as medical tourism, um, as I've been listening to the, the reporting. Um, it's been really big post-COVID as we're back to, basically back. I mean, air, air traffic is, is at pre COVID levels. Um, people are driving, people are moving, but what's changed is, is, is the conditions on the ground and Matamoros, Mexico, in this case, in the state of Tamaulipas is very, very dangerous. Um, and as the U S state department, you know, makes a, a, a point to mention, but I mean, how many of us, I mean, besides me, are constantly monitoring what the U.S. State Department says. And even when we do monitor uh, and hear how many of us have friends and individuals in those locations that can actually report what's what's really going on in those areas. So, I mean, number one, I, I, I personally um, stay out of Matamoros for that reason. Number two, uh, unfortunately... Um, there is, as as reported, again, not saying nothing new, not saying nothing I shouldn't. If you're familiar with the Caribbean news, I guess I would say, uh, Haiti is having some, some really bad political, socioeconomic, geopolitical issues, domestic government issues, um, which as, I mean, that's a, 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 when it's a sinking ship, a lot of people just flee. Um, good people and bad people. So as Matamoros is a coastal, in the coastal region of Mexico, you know, a few miles away from, from that region is, you know, all of our Caribbean, you know, countries and islands, uh, Haiti being one of them. So there are, you know, refugees as, as, as we're, I'm sure we're all aware, going to different countries and there is a Haitian population moving to Mexico. And not all of them are are your uh, fine, upstanding citizens just looking to, you know, improve their life and escape, you know, uh, societal collapse when your, you know, government just kind of collapses in its entirety. So there is, um, there's conflict uh, with Mexican, you know, I should say gangs and, and Haitian gangs. 
One thing I would mention is these are the type of things one should be aware of when traveling in Mexico. What's happening on the ground? And number, I guess, three. Um, number one, I, I, I would avoid Matamoros. Number two, be aware of what's going on. And number three, if you look like the other side at a glance, in this case... Uh, Haitian, you know, um, I'll say gangs, perhaps gang members, individuals looking to gain a foothold in, in this this town. And it's a uh, underbelly uh, um, crime uh, operations. If I don't know, at 100 feet, you possibly look Haitian. You know, if you fit the bill, I would definitely warn against that also. Uh, if you've seen me selling in Mexico, uh, you may have noticed my... Um, Uniform. I call it my uh, Mexican costume. My uniform. I'll call it my uniforme. Mi disfraz. My uh, my my costume. Mi disfraz. You know, Mexicano. It's uh, uh it's my jeans. It is uh, my long sleeve uh, blue shirt, collared shirt, tucked in because that's what they do. You know, let that let that belly pop. That, that's how I, you know, like everybody else down there. And a sweater vest. If you know me personally, you're like, dude, a sweater vest. I never wear a sweater vest, but in Mexico, I wear a sweater vest. Uh, when I'm on the, I got my boots, my real boot boots, my boots that I wear wear. Not like I just put them on. No, but I'm mean, like they're worn boots. They're like real. You know, I got them. Did I got them from Mexico? They're I've had them for I don't know how many years. So long that my my uh, left side where your toes bend is the leather's already tearing. I'll probably have to retire these ones. But my point being is, you know, head to toe, I uh, I looked the part. Luckily for me, uh, my facial features also add to my uniform. Um, however, if I was going somewhere where there were was, you know, Haitian gang activity and I looked kind of Haitian, especially at a diff at a distance, uh, I probably would not go. Um, but then again, one, as I said, one needs to know what's going on on the ground. These this is kind of the homework you got to do prior, um, to that. Um, next aspect would be from the reports I'm reading, uh, these, these, uh, unfortunate folks got lost because as I also learned firsthand, Dude, don't go thinking that cell phone service you got is going to work at the border. Don't think you're going to get a signal. Don't think your GPS is going to go. You can't make calls out. You know, you're, and it's, I personally, it's it's so immediate once you get to the other side. I'm like, you know, they definitely got to have some scramblers or something. I think, I think, me, my case is Verizon. Like, it, I just literally set foot on the other side and my my service is like doesn't work at all i mean i could look across the 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 river and see the u.s and just where i'm standing now for some reason my phone don't work so i don't know i would assume the the cell conglomerates do that on purpose you know if uh, i don't know you want if you want coverage you got to buy the mexico plan then you're i would assume because they sell you that and that's expensive which i learned again firsthand by crossing and not having any coverage. So I had to buy the plan and it's like five bucks for every like five uh, megabytes or, or uh, of, of data. It was just so ridiculously expensive. And they know you cross and it's, you get a text message, welcome to Mexico. Your international plan is available, blah, 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 blah. 
So to avoid going to a foreign area and having no signal and getting lost, I mean, there's things, there's precautions you need to take. In my case, I'll, I'll tell the world, I have a Mexican phone line. I have um, uh, worked out uh, with my uh, uh, deals to have, to have, because they don't just, you can't go down there as an American and just get, hey, I'm an American, I want a phone line. It doesn't work that way. But uh, luckily, as I said, as I forest gumped my way over the past 25 years, you know, I'm able to uh, get myself, secure myself a Mexican phone line, which I use immediately crossing the border to avoid that. I have GPS, I have cell phone, I have the same kind of coverage that the Mexicans have on the other side. Um, that's an aspect, you know. Uh, I guess finally what I would say is I am very cognizant of the fact that wherever I go, I am hyper-vulnerable. I am in no way in any position to uh, become aggressive, to... Uh, or become frustrated in a manner which will come across as aggression. And look, I've been in, in sticky situations. And I've, um, you know, my, my heart's going, you know, a thousand miles a minute. And I'm just, you know, at wit's end, I'm sweating. It's, it's, I'm trying to get these things. I'm, as I said, especially before I had my cell phone service. Uh, but everybody I, I meet, number one, I got to keep my cool. Number two, I can't move hastily, start getting mad and disrespectful, start snapping at people. Everything come across as like, hey, 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 what, what? you know. Um, and again, I don't, I don't know that that this is uh, this is what happened. You know, I just have the the facts that these folks went across. They lost uh, coverage. They got lost. Uh, they got deep into. The place, and you know, uh, again, I've mentioned in the pod that where when these re, uh, uh, distant uh, communities I go to, um, I'm the only one of me, you know, and word gets around quick, and um, I'm an, I'm I'm a, a Mexican looking American, but uh, uh, a white van. More on that note in a moment. A minivan full of you know, North Carolina residents, you know, new to the area, unknown to, you know, with the, finding themselves very lost, very much off the beaded path, you know, and I could just imagine the frustration that go with it. I've lived them. I'm like, it's, you know, I've been lost. I've been without a signal. I've been, you know, uh, uh, definitely in, a, in vulnerable situations, vulnerable and very sticky, possibly, you know, horrible predicaments. And my biggest thing, I mean, I just got to keep my cool, got to think straight uh, and not make waves, which uh, apparently enough waves were made here to draw the attention of just the, the wrong people. And uh, the uh, on the Mexican side, um, it's reported that uh, these individuals, so they were struck by a, a dummy car that they have. Then of course they were they were fired upon. Um, upon uh, re- then is where uh, two um, passengers were fatally wounded. All four were loaded in the truck, and and typical cartel fashion, you shoot first, ask questions later. 
Um, then it became apparent that these are, in fact, not Haitian uh, gang members. But if you have a car full of adults with one female, you know, in the back seat, you, you just see a car full of Haitian-looking individuals driving around places where Haitian-looking individuals are never seen. So, you know, to anyone with eyes, it became apparent and ears that these are not Haitians. Oh, shit, these are Americans. Oh, shit. On that note, if I toggle back to U.S. news, you know, there's beating drums saying that the uh, U.S. government should label this these these organizations terrorist organizations, which now underneath those, that classification frees up all kinds of stuff. I mean, you just consider what organ, what what um, what countries the U.S. operates in the name of, you know, terror, the war on terror. I mean, that's full scale military clandestine, you know, intelligence operations in other countries. So um, with that said, on the Mexican side, everyone's saying uh, now's not the time to uh, accidentally um bring uh, Americans into the mix either by accident or on purpose is what's being said. So that actually gives me a little more comfort as I am an American with American plates, you know, driving all over Mexico. Um, now, mind you, again, I, I avoid the hot spots. I don't go where it's, uh, um, it said, you know, the places where that are just out of control um, how I do go to Zacatecas, that is on the do not travel list. However, uh, my local people uh, say, well, that's just all kind of at this particular region and this particular highway, which I do not travel, uh, which they themselves do not travel for those reasons. So, again, I'm not uh, by no means do I want to um, advocate for, you know, travel to Mexico. Uh, by no means do I want to, you know, critique these people, especially at this point. It just, I, I know some folks are a little, little worried, uh, at, at my decision to, to keep moving forward. So I wanted to just talk a little bit today about just the things I, I do different than that, what was done, the precautions I take, the information of which I stay apprised, the, um, realities of which I'm aware, um, uh, Number one, primary being the realities of my situation, of my, of my position, and as I always say, as long as as long as it works, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to to go forward. Um, if anything, uh, as these type of issues uh, adversely affect uh, tourism throughout Mexico, you know, because we as Americans we tend to think, oh, Mexico's bad, don't go to Mexico, cancel your 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 your. Your trip to Cancun, your cruise to to Mazatlan, your you know Playa del Carmen, you name it, all those places don't go. And local economies suffer. So one thing I will say in the wake of these kind of things, the people we support, particularly the artisans, I mean they're not at the beach resort. They are not receiving international you know uh, 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 tourist dollars, but it's just further wounds the industry that these people are in because less and less people travel nationally and internationally meaning less and less americans come less and less tourists come uh, more and more mexicans stay home staycations less are likely to travel 
throughout regions. Um, less Americans, particularly, you know, just look at the the economic uh, issue uh, uh, conditions and, and situation and in the border state, the border towns, I should say, they're suffering greatly due to, you know, American fears and, and instances like this don't definitely don't help our our, our impoverished, in many cases, artisans um, as they just don't have an outlet for it. And unfortunately, as I've seen in my discussions, due to that fact, young people growing up in this, it's been 10, about 10, 15 years, things have been just really bad. So if you're 10 years old, you know, now you're 20 20, you know, 15 years, you're 25, you're trying to make it happen in life. It's like, so what am I going to do? Am I going to Mexico City and work in a bigger industry or am I going to get into the, you know, ceramic pot making business? It's like, well, there's no tourism right now, so I'm not going to do the ceramic pots. I'm going to go work in a factory making whatever in Monterey, Mexico City, Guadalajara, you know, the three industrial hubs. And what happens is those, that artistry, that knowledge, that's where it stops. So... Uh, as the case in many of our of our uh, with many of our artisans, they're basically the last ones doing it, make doing these these handmade pieces. One specifically I'm thinking of are Mahika artisans. You know, our artisan recently had a baby. Then um, his family, he's the last one. He says, if my if my child wants to learn, definitely I'll teach him. But his uncle taught him. He's doing it. His uncle's getting old. His grandpa is there. His grandpa's. We saw him. He's uh, he's still at it. Um, Love that guy. He's great. Anyways, but uh, that's what happens generationally. It 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 they come that type of artistry comes to an end. So I just want to point that out too. As far as the items we get, some of these items they're like they're 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 the last. It's an extinct breed. It's like when I see the Discovery Channel macaws that are flying around. They're gonna live for another hundred years, but they're past breeding age. So they're like, look, those those animals are already extinct. Extinct. They just don't know it yet. So some of these people making these items, these items are already out of circulation because the people making them now are going to be the last ones. So anyways, um, situations like these definitely don't help. I will continue to, you know, go about my mission. I'll continue to take the precautions I take. I'll continue to keep myself apprised of my movements. And uh, I would recommend... Uh, uh, anyone who plans to travel to Mexico, especially, you know, in, in a van, uh, not a white one, as was the case here, you know, back in 2010, I think I bought a, a, myself a pickup truck and it was what I referred to as cartel black. It was, it had a, it was a Chevy Silverado leveling kit, tinted black, it was black tinted windows, tinted, um, uh, light covers, that kind of stuff. It was blacked out as we say. And it was, it was a cool van or it's going to be a pickup truck. I liked it. Um, it was a, uh, extended cab, not a crew cab, but, uh, we referred to it as cartel black. And, um, now for whatever reason, it's not cartel black. It's not a thing. Now everybody has white vehicles. So for whatever reason, all the the, the, the bad guys want to have white cars, which is why Minimus Prime is burgundy and a Chrysler and a minivan with uh, a luggage rack uh, box on top, you know, and not new and a little rusty and now a little dented. 
because I'm not going to be down there in a white Escalade or Denali or Tahoe or Suburban or anything 250 dual axle, you know, what? No, that's not how it's done. That's not the low profile way that I practice. So, you know, I just, as a, the facts became, initially I was just beside myself. I'm like, I think I told my wife, I'm not sure if I'm going to go. I'm like, if they're, if they're looking for Americans now, if, if they're, this is cause it's not a regular thing. And I'll be honest, that's a privilege that I've, I've used to my advantage being an American. I mean, call it what, what you want. That is, that is an entitlement that I, of which I am aware. And I will go places because look, I am aware that look, a lot of people, you know, if you're into, as I've said, it takes a lot of balls to, to, to kidnap an American. Oh man, you got, I mean, if you want the satellites pointed at you, if you want the, the, like I said, the CIA and the state department, which are down there and just dormant, you want those cells activated, which they don't. So again, I'm, I've used that to my advantage, but, uh, I was a little nervous if like, I'm like, this is the new situation. This business is over. I'm done. I'm not, there's no way. But then as the details kind of came out, just everything, you know? Uh, a bunch of adult figures, males in the in a, in a car that could definitely pass as Haitian. Uh, when there's you know a Haitian you know uh, conflict going on with Haitian immigrants, it's it's you know got lost. And I'm like, oh yeah, you got lost. Hell yeah, they got lost. I'm like, unless you got a Mexican phone plan, that GPS ain't working there. You you can't find your way. You know, we as Americans like to think that. Oh, the internet's everywhere. No. The internet is a guarded is a guarded resource in other countries. You know, look at I mean, China's an extreme example. They don't even you know North Korea they don't have it. You know, China they got the Chinese internet, meaning there's things you do not have. I mean, it, so it's not like that everywhere. So you and it and I don't know how they do it, but when you cross the border, you're scrambled and you don't got nothing unless you pay for it. So it's just an overall difficult situation. Uh, like I said, I feel myself uh, well-equipped to deal with this. And that comes after, as I say, 25 years of going back and forth. Uh, unfortunately, Fresnillo, Zacatecas, is now named the most dangerous city in all of Mexico. More so than the border towns. But it's almost like, you know, when Detroit was the murder capital, a lot of people in Detroit were like, it don't feel like the murder capital. So if Fresnillo is the most most uh, dangerous place in Zacatecas, I say, along with my Fresnillo friends, say, you know what? It don't really feel like it, you know, but it, it's anyways, I, I, I digress. My point being is that uh, I've been fortunate to have gained the insight and knowledge through my experiences prior to this business and during. And by all means, if you have a, a, a trip planned, look, I'll, I'll, I'll be your tour guide. I'll get you at point A and B. I know the roads. I know how to do it. You know, I, I talked to my wife. I'm like, you know, that might be a thing. Is a look, you need a chaperone. You need an American, someone that you can, you know, communicate with and trust that can get you to point A, B. I was like, maybe that's, that's something that can be done. You know, it's like, hey, Jimmy, I'm going to get uh, Mexico City to get uh, hair implants or I'm going to Matamoros to get uh, a tummy tuck. I'm going to say, no, you're not. You're not going to Matamoros to get it. You're going to go to Guadalajara to get it. You're going to pay a couple hundred bucks more. But 
I can meet you at the Guadalajara airport. I'm not driving into Matamoros. You know, and that's, that's, I'm like, hey, but by all means, that could be an aspect of this business. I was talking to my wife about it, you know, but under no circumstance would I recommend anybody without the, the information, without uh, uh, an understanding of the realities on the ground, without uh, an honest assessment of how you will be uh, observed and by whom. I mentioned this before. Look, I drive... You know, everywhere I go, I see the lookouts. The bad guys got the lookouts. And they're mostly young kids, young people that just, hey, just sit here and tell us who comes in. Take a picture with your cell phone, whatever. Let us know. And I look completely harmless. Long sleeves, you know, driving my, you know, my, 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 my beard covers my neck tattoo for the most part. You know, I, I don't have the tight fade, you know, I'm not all beefed out like I used to be. I'm not... You know, looking tough, my tough guy face, you know, relaxed cheeks, relaxed shoulders, you know, uh, non-furrowed eyebrows. It's how I roll. You know, do not, and that makes me look like everybody else. I see, I've been asked, hey, can uh, can I go with you? And I'm like, not with them tattoos on your face, you can't. You sure cannot. No, you cannot. I'm like, why? Because we're gonna we're gonna be uh, 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 misconstrued due to you, bro. I'm like, yeah, not, not with those tattoos on your hands and knuckles. No, you cannot come. You know that that's because I'm aware of how I will be received. Thus, my you know my uniform, my work uniform. It's how I roll when I'm down there. So. Um, with that said, I am gearing up for my next trip still. Uh, I am uh, aware, as always, of the issues. And these are issues, folks, that of which I was uh, aware you know, the last trip. This is nothing new to me. You know, I understand that this is new in the news. It's in the news cycle. It's a lot of, a lot of you know, uh, temporary, and it's always temporary. Uh, attention is being brought to these issues, but these are issues of which I was aware for many years. And when I started this business, I was not, I was not naive or blind as to these issues. I did not report them because that's not, as I said, the, uh, the, the foot I wanted to lead with as far as Mexican is Mexico, it's people, it's culture, it's, it's, it's artisans, it's, it's all those things. And I've said that plenty on the, on the podcast, but this is what I deal with to bring to support our artisans and to bring their works to you uh, carefully, you know, while observing. And sometimes, look, it'd be quicker to do it this way, but not safer. So that last time when I was, you know, I can only operate here. I needed boxes. I could, there are boxes over there, but it's not safe to go over there. There are boxes over here. They're going to be a little more. It's going to take a little more time, but I can get them. I have access to them. That's going to tag on time. You do that for every single aspect. You're stuck in Mexico for four months as I was. For four months. Making moves, which here in the United States, I could have ordered it all on Amazon and had it by 10 p.m. tonight. But it's not the case in Mexico. So operating with all these things, taking all these things into consideration. I mean, by the time you're done, it's four months later. So that's what I was dealing with. And one thing I'll say now is, which I was, my wife was with me at the time, so frustrated to get the inbox, to get the message, just be tagged in the post. This is taking too long. 
This is taking entirely too long. I have three coffee cups, and this is taking to like... Lord Jesus in heaven, lady, you have no idea what I'm going through. And which my wife said, no, they do not. You did you because you haven't said anything. I, I was and I'm like, oh, you're right. I was specifically leaving the dirty work out, leaving the hard work out, leaving the frustrating aspects out. But I'm a little more comfortable in, in talking about those things. I, I want to share those things with the group. You know, we can appreciate the strife of these artisans. You think it's rough for me? Imagine those artisans. They're like, yeah, we used to have people that would come. Now nobody comes. You're the only, you know, nobody comes. So it is, again, I, I can't overstate. It's life-changing, the purchases that we as a group make for these people who otherwise were not anticipating it. And again, I'm not, you know, uh, they don't see me coming. You know, it's not it's just boom, out of the world. We're like, oh, oh shit, this, you're an American? You know, it's not, uh, it's, it's, it's takes them unaware. And I'm glad to have a, a good growing network of artisans, which are happy to receive us. They were heartbroken when I couldn't make it down for, uh, in November. They're very uh, enthused to know that I am, I plan to make it down uh, here in March, which I will, again, which is moving forward. So I, I get, you know, I'm, you're, you're effing crazy. I, I talked about that. But understand, uh, first and foremost, I do not consider myself immune to any of these things. Hey, when it's your time, it's your time. If it's it's no different than operating in southwest Detroit on the east side as a plumber, you know, do it, going everywhere you go. I go, I guess, you know, doing what I do. And but I take the precautions. I'm aware of my surroundings. I'm aware of my situation. I'm aware of the local happenings. You know, I, I monitor and govern my appearance, my demeanor, you know, it, no matter how frustrated I get, especially in the face of trying to get cheated. Oh, man. Oh, man. That gets you hot. But, you know, I'm not going to be the one, you know, pitching a, a fit down there all by my lonesome. You know what? The cops are going to be on my side. Of course not. No way. You know, I mean, so... It's very unfortunate what, what, what happened to these folks. It's scary. It's sad for everyone involved. Um, my mother, I found out about it because I was, my mother sent me a, a, a link to the story and I was like, oh shit. My, oh man. And my mom is a mother. So she's concerned and she, you know, I'm, you know, she, but you know, I'm her 43 year old son. No, am I 44 now? Yes. I'm 44. I'm her 44-year-old son. She's not going to, you know, ground me. She knows that this is, this is you know, my, my, my business. It's how we maintain our household. It's how we pay the bills. You know, more so now, post-accident, than the plumbing was doing. So, we'll continue to move forward. Uh, thoughts and prayers to the family. Of course, the family is affected. Thoughts and prayers to me, I will ask for humbly and graciously. As I move, and this is this is it, y'all. This is what it looks like. This is what I've been dealing with. And I, I again, I, I, I never wanted to, you know, make it look like just that. And it's not just that. I don't want to put that out there either. Like that is like, oh, it's not this every day, all the time. There's beautiful people, beautiful. You know, my reception is just just wonderful 
open your their hearts and homes to me. But there is, there, as with everything, there's there's an unfortunate uh, dark side that needs to be dealt with in a pragmatic, uh, realistic way, and that's what I strive to do. While I support these artisans and uh, bring their treasures unbroken, you know, to to our group members. So, with that said, let's call it a night. Uh, I'll appreciate your future support. I will, uh, departure date is fluid. Um, I got some doctor's appointments. I got some procedures. I got some of this, some of that, some issues with the vehicle. We're just working out some final kinks. We did this. This works perfect. And this thing is right here. We found out that, oh, this is an issue just because it's just old. One thing I will say, man, I haven't driven a brand new motor. I haven't pushed a brand new motor since I was, uh, 20 years old, 20 years old. I, I bought a brand new uh, Hyundai Accent off the lot, brand new. It was my first car that I bought myself. First time I had like 11 miles on it. And my zero mile OEM Chrysler certified motor. I'm like, oh yeah, this is what it's like to drive a brand new motor. Nah, my car does not look new at you know, Minimus Prime. Oh boy, she's a beauty. She's got she's she's got. Uh, uh, some miles on her for sure, and she's showing it, but, oh, man, drives like a dream, y'all. Uh, well, so we're getting ready, getting ready to go. There's a lot of preparation for those of you folks who've driven cross-country or internationally. You know there's a whole lot of uh, I's to dot and T's to cross, uh, which I, I always have my checklist going, and I, I go through it all, and after that's done, I'm ready to push off. I get to Mexico, I got another checklist, and after that's done, I'm ready to come back. So, uh, 30 days is the target time, guys. Uh, pray for me. I appreciate you. Follow, support my artisans. I'll appreciate it. They'll appreciate it. Um, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.